0: Welcome to Out of Game, a podcast featuring unique segments and discussions about board games, card games, RPGs, gamers, and gamer culture. Here are your hosts, Ryan, Chris, and Tim, as they go out of game.
1: Welcome to episode 48 of Out of Game. This is Ryan. This is Chris. And this is Tim. And we are a podcast about board games. Do you know why we say that every time?
2: Because we have to.
1: Because we forget. Because when when Tom Vassell listened to our episodes when we were like trying out. He said he wasn't sh- he wasn't sure what our podcast was about for like does- the first fifteen minutes. So not
0: everybody has to do that. Just us? Yeah, it's like a requirement for us. It does get confusing sometimes. <laughs> yeah. We get on yeah. tangents. Yeah. Some just a few. Not many. Yeah.
1: So this episode is the long awaited twenty eighteen gaming retrospective.
0: Twenty eighteen was an interesting year. We get to cover it.
1: Yeah. That's what we're gonna do in this episode. But before we do that, let's jump into the spawn point. Spawn point. <laughs> Tim, something came in for you. Something came in for me? Yeah, it was a question from a listener. Oh, really? Yeah, it was this. It says, I was listening to episode 38 from December 2017. Might want to catch up there. And Tim gave an update on Jeremy's gaming interests and in progress. I have not listened further into the series yet, but I would suggest that if you're not currently giving an update, can you add it? Inquiring minds want to know. Oh, Chris Johnson.
2: Oh, well, yeah. So, yeah, Jeremy is actually really getting into it. Yeah. He's, uh, How old is Jeremy again? He just turned seven. Just okay. turned seven. So we got Volcar, of course. Uh, Fireball Island. Loves it. Insane for it. Wants to play it all the time. He's starting to want to play Uno more and skip more. So we're actually you know, doing the the plays of last year. I totaled up. Uh, Uno is the game I played the most in 2018. <laughs> wow. Because oh, wow. The, he always wants to play Uno, and, and Sam's right there with him. So um, it's going to be interesting. I, that's actually uh, – That'll dovetail into some stuff later, but it's. Uh, I'm I'm happy to see that he's doing it. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I can tell he's going to be a gamer. Yeah, yeah. Even, even, even
2: Sam, she's she's, gonna be she's a gamer really time. into it too. So, yeah. Chris, what about you? Well, we have
0: a contest to talk about. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. We are giving away a copy of KeyForge, and we have a winner. Yes, we do. We have randomized our winner, and when Ryan is ready, we will make the announcement.
1: Yeah, we're going to do that right after the spawn point. Okay, so oh, I'm. Oh. Stay, stay, stay tuned,
2: tuned.
0: for, yeah. for that. 20 seconds yeah, yeah but this uh key Forge has been it's hard to get your hands on a copy it's quite a prize
1: yep one and i want to thank
0: everybody for entering we had a lot of participation and um thanks for all your entries and the contest was such a success we'll, we're going to do another one at some point
1: 2019 yeah you know what let's just announce the winner right now oh whoa, whoa. jump the right. gun it's Calling an audible let's get a drum roll All right, so the winner of Keyforge in the Angriest Angel giveaway is Melissa Borse. Congratulations. Good job, Melissa. We will be reaching out to you to get your address, and the game will be shipped as soon as we have that. Of course, Chris is in charge of that, so it might be a few extra days.
0: <laughs> I saw the – I held Keyforge <laughs> in my hands, and it still has the plastic wrap on it, yeah. and it's pretty cool. Yeah. Looking forward to playing that myself sometime. So, we will be shipping that out soon.
1: All right. So, for my spawn point, I wanted to talk about Time Stories Under the Mask. Oh. So, it has nice. been almost a year. Darn close. So, it took us, t- it took us about – over a year to finish Prophecy of Dragons, which was the third scenario. So we started it at SauceCon and finished it at SauceCon two. Yeah, and then it's been a year since then, and we finally just did Under the Mask, which is the next scenario. And and Tim and and I have played it, and so has Chris and his group. So without spoilers, just in general, what did you guys think of this scenario? For our group, it was by far the hardest
0: scenario that we ran across. I mean, we we. Did great on all the other ones, but this one, it just was very difficult. It just seems like
1: it was set up to be hard. Yeah, yeah, we had a really had a hard time too. I like this is the one I was questioning if we were doing the rules right because we were losing time units so fast. Yeah, yeah. Like I went back and and looked at the rules again and looked at FAQs and stuff just to make sure that we were doing it right. And we were. It, it was just extremely hard. I don't know. What did you think, Tim?
2: Yeah, I I mean. It was difficult, but it didn't it didn't seem as bad as the last one we did. So for me it didn't seem as horrible. But the time units is I, I don't see how anybody ever completes it in right. the allotted amount of time. Yeah. I it's, don't either. I don't think it's possible. I mean you'd have to be spot on. Your roles would always have to, roles good. have to be. It's the roles that gets me. Yeah. It's
1: you'd have to have perfect roles. you have to have perfect roles. Yeah. That's the one I think that's the one problem I'm starting to have with this game is the roles can really hose you. Right. Like and, like bad rolls can be like can add an hour to your game. Yeah. yeah. Because you'd have to like do another run just because you rolled bad. Like there's this one challenge that Nathan was doing. Where he just could not roll a success. And we lost, I think it was like 10 to 12 time units. Oh, yeah. It was like 10 time units. Just from like it was like walking down a hallway or something. Yeah.
2: And he was by himself and he had to do it by himself. Yeah. It was a check for we just couldn't him. Help him. So we couldn't help him. We couldn't do anything. So like we're literally sitting there watching him and he was rolling roll two blanks. or three dice. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Every time totally crazy.
0: I one criticism I have of this game is when things like that happen, they should have a mechanic in there that penalizes you without See my, see, my worst thing with the game is the Groundhog Day problem. I hate that yeah. about time stories. That's by far the worst thing about time stories. I don't want to replay stuff. Uh, I've already we, been. We've already been there. Yeah, we it'd be great if
2: more things got locked after you did them. Right. So next to when you reboot They should all be locked. I,
0: I don't want to go through. You shouldn't have to do that. Yes, it's more realistic. But we're playing a game and yeah. that
2: is awful.
0: To me, like re, having to redo
2: redo stuff. things just for yeah, because so that
0: we can quote unquote get that you item almost again.
2: go through the motions of because that's what we did in the last one too our third run and this one we all knew we all went to the one spot in that one site because we knew we had to do one thing we went over here we did you know the two spots we had to do do those two things and just basically regathered those things that we wanted before moving on to the place where we needed to go mm-hmm. and yeah that that is probably the most annoying aspect Th- of it. They just
0: have the time units count forward in time and not backward. And it, whatever, however long it takes you, that's how you're judged. Like they could do them in ranges, uh, you know, victory, you know, you, you, you like did exceptional, you did outstanding, you did great and so on in chunks yeah. rather than, well, now you have to like go back into your pod and find a new host and all that.
1: Yeah. I think that's kind of the, one of the, like core components of that game though is that you're it's it's all about learning everything and then optimizing it the next time you run through so if you just went through and didn't redo it there'd actually not be much of a game because it, it'd almost just be luck of the draw like if you just happen to luckily still go decision making
0: like for example have you played sherlock holmes yeah so we played that last mm-hmm. time i found it so similar to time stories in many ways because you have a mystery. You have to solve a mystery time stories. You have to solve a problem, and you know you're given this map, and you have to go to places, just like time stories. You go to places, and then you're given more clues, and based on your decisions, you could cut corners because Sherlock can solve it in five turns, <laughs> yeah. which is like impossible. But you know, same with time stories. Doing it in one iteration is impossible, so it's, right. it's a very similar element. But with Sherlock Holmes, there's no Groundhog Day. And you could still enjoy the problem solving, the riddles, the clues and all that. Just like with time stories, time stories is a little more puzzly, which I like. You know, I want to solve puzzles and like have logic issues and things. Sherlock Holmes didn't have that, but you could still have like a decision tree where you could cut corners in time stories without having to respawn.
1: So did Sherlock Holmes feel like a game to you? That's
0: a good question. <sighs> As opposed to like a puzzle, like the pandemic legacy thing. Kind know? of. Like, I mean, like, yeah.
1: I feel like Sherlock Holmes is more like, um, I mean, everyone, like the, everyone calls games like this just an experience, but it's sure. almost just like you're reading a mystery novel together. Sure.
0: I mean, it, to your point about dice, there's no dice in Sherlock Holmes. So at least we didn't have any in the the mystery we did. So, yeah, I mean, that that comes with pros and cons. On one hand, yeah, maybe it is a little bit less of a game because there's no dice, but then- there's also no dice, so you don't have to worry about losing ten time units because you rolled poorly. Yeah.
1: Did you like it? So this
0: is a game that I had pegged that you would hate. I don't like it because I'm not good with details, um, but I liked it better than Time Stories because I don't. I hate the Groundhog Day thing that it just it rubs me the wrong way. I I I don't want to redo everything. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: There there's nothing positive about that to me. And with Sherlock Holmes, you just. You're judged based on how long it takes you to solve the mystery, which you could do in time stories. You don't need to have new characters. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You could still have – if you die in time stories, then
2: you can respond as a new character. But why start at the beginning again? Right. How, about, how about this as, as, a, as a adage to that? At the end of your first run, as a team, you get to choose to pick and keep one of the things that you discovered. You should keep and all of them. The second time through, you get to do a keep another one. So it's like you don't have to redo everything. That's better
0: but uh, that's not good enough for me yeah
2: i don't i already know it out of game yeah yeah
0: and so my my mental aspect you know whoever you're you're role-playing in the game you're going into a body and and you're you know you're taking over that body Uh,
1: what like a receptacle yeah yeah
0: but you as the owner of the receptacle still have the memory so why do you have to go through those motions again
1: so the thing that I thought you wouldn't like about Sherlock Holmes is uh, all the reading.
0: Yeah, you're right, and I and I'm not I'm just not good with details like that. But I liked the map, and I like being able to go to play. I, the map is cool. Yeah. I went to the gossip columnist, <laughs> and I found out all this information. And we took turns; each of us took turns. Is other thing I don't really like about time stories is, I mean, it's okay, I guess, but there's such a consensus that sometimes you can you have the AP problem mm-hmm. with this. What we did is we rotated and whoever's turn it was, you get to choose where we went on the map. And so that made it fun because it's risky. Do I go to this, you know, gossip columnist that could lead to nothing, yeah. but it could also be something interesting. But they mentioned something about the, the murder victim had an affair. And so I said, let's go to the column gossip people, because <laughs> maybe that's going to tell us what's going on. And then it was
1: this Baroness Von Schrader or whatever her name was. She was up to something. I bought that game at Gen Con Detective. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like, I don't know if it's a hybrid between these two, but it's a mod. It's like a modernized version of Sherlock Holmes where they've streamlined it. So I think there's a lot less reading, but you're still solving a mystery, but it's easy. It's actually not as hard to solve it or to do well. Cause in Sherlock Holmes, you almost always do horrible. Yeah. Like you you have no chance of doing well. I, I know Joel and Heather said they did well, but I don't buy it. Well, <laughs> yeah. it, it depends on how you define well. Uh, I mean, you
0: can't do as good as Sherlock because, I mean, it was like five or six turns it takes him, right? But he does everything perfectly. He takes the happy path, which you know. I mean, he's Sherlock Holmes, so fine. You're not going to do that well. But we we solved it in I don't I can't remember how many turns, but it was pretty well. But then you did a score at the end. Did yeah, you do that? We did. And how was your score? It was okay. It wasn't okay. bad. It's like time stories where. You know, you could always do better, but yeah, you're still satisfied with how you did. I don't know. I agree with you though. You're 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 accurate in your analysis of me with the game because I don't like all the the reading and the attention to details are very hard. I like the puzzles and the logic
2: and that the time stories type. Yeah, that's part. one of the best part of the time stories is yeah. the puzzles and stuff. Yeah, great. And you know, seeing things in the pictures. So it's it's those kind of things that actually make that interesting. Yeah, but then like the dice problem the dice problem but you know the 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 dice are really only a problem because the tu they give you to begin with is ridiculous they're like they're like giving you sherlock holmes tu and you have to solve it in sherlock holmes times and we have never ever ever done it in the amount of time we've always done maximum loop iterations wouldn't it and we've always gone over
0: wouldn't it be more fun if you still had that limitation but at the end of it you could just keep going rather well, than Setting everything
2: well yeah and i guess that's where they're trying to push that i guess it's mm-hmm. like you're getting some replays for something that you can only play one time is i think the only reason i'm curious as
1: to who likes that i like it do you really i do yeah i like the rebooting and and figuring out the optimal path i i actually like that part of the game okay All right. yeah so i mean it's just a, a difference of of taste sure. i guess I think it's an interesting memory challenge, actually, trying to remember the path. And I'm not very good at it. Nathan, I feel like, is the one who remembers a lot of the, those yeah. details. Yeah. And if he wasn't in our group, I think we'd be doing a lot worse. But yeah, I actually like I actually like rebooting and saying, okay, we need to do this, 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 and this, and get those things. And then seeing and then if we do, can do it, again. Do it in, the, uh, in the amount of time. And then you have to like go and get the same stuff. Yeah, I'm okay with that. There's actually well, video games that do this, too. Well, most of, them. Video okay. most of them
2: do that, yeah. yeah. Well, you didn't get to the checkpoint. Oh, redo all of that stuff you just did.
1: Yeah. It's
0: not about getting the checkpoint always. It's about, well, you have to get the gun before you get to the checkpoint. Yeah. right. And, oh, you got the gun, but you didn't get the bullets. Right, right. Oh, God, no, just kill me. I
2: don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, well, we better move on. This is going to be a long episode. So we're going to move on to our table talk. Table
2: talk. You're listening to Out of Game, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. Find this and other great podcasts at dicetowernetwork.com.
1: All right, Table Talk this time is our 2018 gaming retrospective where we take a look back and give you our thoughts. And I want to start with just general thoughts. I'm calling 2018 for me the year of indifference. This is the first time that since I became a gamer that I didn't, I wasn't really that crazy about all the new games coming out. I was more focused on just maybe getting quality games, maybe even games that were out the year before or playing games that I heard about the year before and had been waiting to play. I wasn't really that focused on like the hot new stuff last year. Why do you think that is? I think part of it was the, the uh, getting worn down by the magic number list. Honestly, mm-hmm. like f- trying to accomplish something like that. It, it's been, I think it's been three years yeah. that I've been trying to get that stupid number to zero. What is it at now? It's at, uh, it's at, five right now yeah
2: well i think you you finally joined chris and i is that we don't care about the new hotness we care about what we currently have in the collection and what yeah. we're playing and it's true you know when when a new game arrives and is out in the stores eh, then we'll start to think about it we're not anticipating it or you know can't wait till august for this to come out most of us just hey next week let's do well uh, let's do Kalis or let's do yeah. you know lords of Waterdeep. it's not
1: I don't know if he completely joined us yet. No, He took a stride. <laughs> he took a stride. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, this is my prediction. When the magic number hits zero, I, I feel like I'm going to have a mental reboot with gaming. And not going to happen. that's not going to happen. No, happen. What will happen is when no, no, no. you get let to me.
2: zero, you'll breathe a sigh of relief, and then the magic number will jump to 30.
1: <laughs> no, it won't jump to 30. <laughs> but I, what I mean by mental reboot is I actually don't know what my thoughts are going to be about gaming because my focus has been on fin- getting to zero. Like that has been the singular focus. So when when I get to zero, I don't know what my next focus is gonna be. I think I know, but I'm not sure. He's gonna sell his collection and become <laughs> a stamp collector. <laughs> Must have one from every state. <laughs> from every year. Every country. Would you sell every your sale. collection? No. Okay. There's no way. I was
0: gonna say that's like blasphemy. That
2: would be that would be uh you know, be the, you know, the bit flipped. I'm done. Got to zero. I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs>
0: now that him being out would only the only way that would happen is if he had a new obsession. Well, that's what I mean. Stamp collecting, it. you know, something Stamp like that. It just
2: that's the new obsession uh, kicks in, and all of a sudden, you know, he's got to have. No, it, it would
1: be like maybe Key Forge if he becomes addicted to it or something. Yeah. So a couple of other thoughts I had on the year is this was uh, there was this designer that just came out of nowhere named Wolfgang Worsch. Mm. So so the the Spiel des Jahres, you know, is like. Really hard to to get a game nominated for the Spiel des Jahres, and he had three games nominated, and like he was like unheard of before. If, before if that. your name was Wolfgang, wouldn't you just go by Wolf? Wolf is like a <laughs> great
0: name. I would <laughs> love to have the name Wolf.
1: I probably would, yeah, but
0: but not
2: Wolfgang. Well, that's, I mean, that's
1: better than one Wolf. You're like a gang I, of wolves. I, I like
2: I like Wolf as a name. Wolf, Wolf Warsh. It'd probably be Wolf because they'd say like with the accent. Yeah. Really I'm sorry. Go on.
1: So I was just I just it's just amazing that this guy came out of nowhere and had three games nominated. So why just why because usually like these designers are here forever and they're luckily lucky if they ever get one game nominated. This guy was unknown and then suddenly had three games in the same year. There's probably a lot of
0: undiscovered talent though.
1: Yeah, out there that people just don't have the time or energy or the connection. But to be nominated for Game of the Year. That's like it's pretty good. that's like producing three movies and having them all nominated for an Oscar in the same year. Maybe he knows something about the people that are in charge. <laughs> he <laughs> might have an insight connection. <laughs> got some uh, dirt.
0: What are your guys' thoughts on 2018? I think it was it was a pretty stable year in terms of there wasn't any groundbreaking earth shattering games that came out, and yet we did a lot of new games. I think we had a good balance of new and old. It was I, I would say it was it was a very fun year for games. I didn't have a lot that I hated about the year. It's We
2: had a lot of uh, replays, which I think we were trying to go for. Some new stuff still, but focusing on kind of getting back to some of the games we'd been playing and liking and not playing again. I still think there's a bunch that we didn't actually replay that we were thinking about that I'd still love to play again. Yeah. We, haven't, we haven't played like Waiter in a long time. We haven't played Words of Water Deep in a long time. No. Well, There's still a lot of those that I would love to go back and, and still do, but... I think the balance is still more toward the new games. Yeah, I, I would agree. It's still mm. going towards the new games for sure.
1: So let's talk about some stats. I got lots of stats. Oh, here, we here we go. go. Oh. So my first stat, these are actually the same stats I did last year. So my played games. So I have a hundred so in 2016 I had 176 unique games and a total of 434 games played. Oh my lord. So that was twenty sixteen. 2017, 121 unique games and 245, so like almost half. So, so the, the year of indifference did? So the year of indifference, 130 unique games and 241 games played overall. Wow. So this is about the same as last year. That's that's impressive.
2: I, I only have 45 unique games
1: with 103 plays. Okay. Most of your games then you played more than once.
2: Uh, a bulk, uh, at least two plays. Um, like I said, Uno, Uno's the runaway winner with eleven plays, <laughs> and then second is Star Wars X Wing with eight. But yeah, then there's there's a there's a bunch of ones too. But I, I would say the most of them were multiple plays. Yeah. So
1: now other stats. Let's talk about my game acquisitions. Oh, the game acquisitions so I don't know if you remember my resolution uh, like two years ago was to be a more informed game purchaser. I don't know if you remember yes. that. I remember. And we were trying to figure out a way to measure that. So the way that I came up with was figuring out the, the number of games I acquired and then how many of them I got rid of after acquiring them. Yep. So in 2016, going back a couple years, I acquired 39 games. And out of those 39, I cold only one. And actually, this was as of last year. I forgot to figure out... So, so here's the problem with this stat is over time, you, you tend to get rid of older games, right? So the more time that passes, the more of the 2016 games are going to be removed from the collection. It's not necessarily a fair comparison to compare the 2016 games to the 2018 games. Unless you extrapolate what you think you're going to get rid of. Yeah. So what I, what I pretty much have stats for is like, I get rid of them that year. So, in, yeah. so in 2016, I bought 39, got rid of one. Okay. Ended with a magic number of 15. 2017 i acquired 20 like way less Yeah, way less still got rid of one so the argument was that i failed my uh resolution which i kind of agreed with because i got rid of one out of 20 whereas the year before i got rid of one out of 40 right right so anyways that was last year well this year back up to acquisition of 35 games which kind of surprised me only one of them has was cold from the collection and that was a whistle stop did you play yeah. that
2: with yep, me? Yep, I did. Yes, I did. Not I was not impressed.
1: I didn't I don't know what was up with that game and people liking it. But. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. And then there's three I'm on the fence about getting rid of Meeple Circus, The Mind, and Rising Five, which haven't played any of those. Yeah. So Rising Five I played with Nathan on Thursday of Gen Con when you guys weren't there. Okay. And it was, it was the game with the app. And then the, we found out halfway, it was a deduction game. We found out halfway through the game that the app was messed up. So it was you like, hated that game. it was messing up our deductions. Oh, yeah, uh, I remember that story. And then we still beat it. So then I was like, well, if, if it was messing it up halfway, like half the game was messed up and we still beat it. This game must be super easy. They must've hired the same programmers fantasy flight did for their app. <laughs> probably did. So that one I'm probably getting rid of. And then two of them are still on my magic number list. Actually, one, two of them ended up on it at the end of the year. Detective was one, and then a game called Flag Dash, which I have subsequently deferred, meaning it's kind of there to maybe play with my kids one day, but it's probably going out the door. So I think I did okay. I acquired thirty five, got rid of one. Yeah, you're always getting rid of one. So I have a question about that. Uh, okay, because we can't
0: ignore the pattern. It's always one. <laughs> Do you think it's a, it's a, you know, like if you go to see a movie. You don't want to admit that it's bad.
1: I think I used to be like that, but now I, I'm starting to care less. Like, I got rid of a lot of games last year. I think I you sold... You only got rid of one. No, I that was the one I got last year. But out of my whole collection, I got rid of, like, over 40 games oh, overall. So, those were games you purchased way in the past. In the past, yeah. yeah I see. Yeah, so I, I'm past the point of just holding them because out of, of pride, like, buyer's so. remorse or whatever. Sure, yeah, yeah. Sure, right. You know, I've been getting rid of them. But, but no, I, I understand. Okay. Yeah, it's a good question. I think more are going to go out the door, honestly. Anyone else have any stats they want to share? Not. Uh, we can move on to our resolutions. Let's have yeah. All right, let's do it. 2018 resolutions. Chris, why don't you
0: start? So I miserably failed. My resolution was that I was going to create a game. Oh, yeah. And I have been working on this game. I'm designing a game that uh, I'm, I'm about 50% of the way through designing it. And then I got stuck. And last year... You know, I made excuses because I published my book and it, that took all my time, which is true. But the reality is those are excuses. Okay. I did not succeed <laughs> and it was my own fault. I did not see my resolution through. I'm, it's like having a writer's block, but designer's block. Mm-hmm. And I've never designed a game before. So maybe somebody can mentor me through it. But the problem I'm having is that designing a game is way harder than you think. I am shocked at how difficult it is toward the second half of the process with you're basically fitting puzzle pieces together at this point because it's all got to just work. Like all these gears have to just come together and it just has to work. And if it doesn't work perfectly, you have to keep tweaking it and tweaking it. And then you you just like take a step back. You're like, well, I need to revisit this whole thing. You know, is there a better mechanic? And now this has been in the works for over a year now. So now I'm thinking maybe there's a better way to do it. I was thinking about Illuminati. One day we were talking about Illuminati. I'm thinking, well, why not take that idea into my game and have like these cards that represent like colonies or whatever. And then now there's a million different ideas I have and they're overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I failed my resolution. And, you know, I think in looking at 2019, One of the things I'd like to do, I don't know if we're talking about that. Later,
1: yeah, 2019 resolutions.
0: I mean, I want to look more at games from a designer point of view. Like when I play a game, how did they come up with this XYZ? You know, how did they, with Everdell, how did they come up with this idea of, you know, you don't have to wait for the next player. You can just go asynchronously. The the idea of coming up with a new mechanic, I think is important. Yeah. Because I find myself just wanting to copy pieces of other games and i don't want to do that and so my resolution i'm just going to say it yeah let's do it it's to pay more attention every time i play a game to how the game was designed how are we going to measure that learn from it
1: need a way to measure
0: it we will measure it by whether or not i have a light bulb moment if i have a light bulb moment sometime between now and the end of the year that i I think i'm i'm past my block now then i did my job i think but if i don't then it just means i'm just not smart enough to design a game which is quite possible
1: I think you're smart enough to design a game and I actually have a proposal because I had a feeling this was going to come up tonight. I didn't actually remember what your resolution was. So, but I just figured this would somehow come up tonight. So my proposal is that you and I both want to design a board game and you already have like this idea that's like 50% done. So my proposal is we team up and I can help you develop the idea that you already had and maybe we can together we can refine your game into something worth pitching to publishers at which point i could also help wow that's my proposal all right on so the show another pair of eyes looking at it yeah and bounce ideas off all right
0: if you're up for it i am up for it i think that i need to well we'll have to sum up i'll have to like ramp you up to where i am mm-hmm. with it but yeah sure all right the out
1: of game game <laughs>
2: <laughs> out of game game tim all right. Let's see. Well, my 2018 was to get more plays out of known games. Yeah. Oh. So, that I go? don't know. It's kind of 50-50. I don't think you, fa- I don't think you succeeded in yeah, that. Yeah, we d- we did a lot of new games, but I still do have a lot of plays from old games. So, I'm like 50-50 there. It's,
1: the problem is we, like, didn't, we didn't come up with a way to measure it. So, it's hard to say if you succeeded.
2: What I means is you're replaying old stuff versus it, playing new stuff. But so, that
0: doesn't include Uno and X-Wing, though, does it? X Wing is an old game. Why doesn't that count? Because you always did play X Wing. So, in other words, 2018 was no better than 2017. Assuming that you played X Wing in 2017. So, I
1: think if you look at your list, we can pause. If you look at your list and count up old and new games, and which one, which column has the most plays. I think if it's over half, you succeeded. I think you have to throw out x new and though. Like the
0: outliers? Well, you have to compare it to 2017. It's a trending issue. If that was his resolution in 2018, it has to be better than 2017.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Tally
2: is um 25 new and 20 old. Okay, so, so you, fa- you
1: definitely fail. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> you guys got to stop bringing those new games around, apparently. Part <laughs> of the problem is it's... it's not fair to you is that it's not always your choice. Well, right. Well, part part of it too is you know counting the kids' games too. My wife went and acquired a couple you know dolls, which we had never played before. She bought for the kids. We got Curse of Volcar. It, it was new to us. It was for the kids. So a lot of those games for the kids. There was probably four of them that were kids' games. That so kind of jacket.
1: So it was close. But I mean, since this is your only game group, right? The Wednesday, yeah. you yeah. can just exclude all the family stuff and just focus on games you played with us. It's true. And see if, but I still think you would fail. (laughs) Like, like Chris said, I'm
2: kind of at the mercy of what gets brought with. Yeah. Unless I keep pushing, Hey, let's do King of Tokyo guys. Come on. That's what I got on the shelf. In fairness,
1: I did put a post out that no one responded to. What games do you want me to bring?
2: Yeah, but I believe that post was, I'm leaving my house in 20 minutes. <laughs> what games do you want me to bring? <laughs> no one responded. Yeah, there's a 20-minute window. Yeah. I was kind of like, well, yep, yeah, I was in a meeting for an hour and a half, so that missed that window. What well, did it didn't uh, matter
1: for you anyway? Yeah, no, it's true. Plus, we played two older games that night. I don't know, well, actually, well, no, Charter it's because Stone doesn't Charterstone doesn't count.
2: counts. That was new for 2018,
1: so it doesn't count. Was that a 2018? I thought we started that in 20... No, it's 2018. Okay,
2: yeah, we started in 2018 and it's continuing it into twenty so this year it would count as a old game,
0: but every instance that you play it after the first one wouldn't that be counted like as an old game?
1: Yeah well, no, no if the first time you played it was this year, I think that's the but with le- a legacy game, do you count just the first time as new? I think the, I think now this year every play of Charterstone from this point forward would be considered an old an old game is that is that because how many, how many times have you played? We've played like five. I, again, though, I'm going on release date again.
0: Right. Because I don't know how else to do it. Yeah, because so if, if, if you guys played five Charterstone five times, I would assert the first time you played, it's new. New game. Every other time that you play it, it's you're playing an old game, which goes to your resolution. Well, in which case, yeah. then
2: I would have done it easily because there's... Yeah, because it's got The like bulk, the play the play the game bulk of my list is multiple plays. More than half my list is because of multiple plays. Out of the 103 plays, there's probably only 30 single plays. Or actually, it would have mm. to be at least 45 because there's 45 unique games. So uh, more than half would probably be multiple plays. Yeah. So it's close. Yeah. It's really close. It's really close. Yeah. Maybe it's a matter of pushing
0: more for let's let's, let's play yeah,
2: but, you
1: know, Shadows or I'm, let's play. I'm good with trying new games too, though. So that's when it's kind of hard. You know yeah. what I wish we had, Tim? I wish – I actually wish at your house – we had a library of 20 games that everyone likes because the problem that I have when I'm bringing games to game night is I can only, I only bring one bag of games. Yeah. So I, it's really hard for me to decide which ones to bring. And I'm always thinking, okay, I know I'm going to be playing most likely playing these two games. So I'm actually picking games for other people to play that I'm not even good at that though. I know, but I, it'd be nice if we just had like yeah, a yeah, collection yeah, sure. of them at yeah. Tim's house yeah and then then I could just those games are always there and then I could just bring like recent games are that people like to play yeah so my 2018 resolution was to play 50 games in my collection three times each <laughs> do you remember this <laughs> yes <Yeah>. I do <laughs> And I don't know what I was thinking when I made this resolution. Yeah. I I, I don't know why I picked 50 because last year, as I stated before, the year before that, I only played 245 games and only 121 of them were unique. So to play 50 games three times, that's a lot. It's 150 plays. (laughs) So so I don't know what I was thinking, but this is how I ended up. I did try to do this as best I could, already knowing it was going to fail like a few months in. So, I got 21 games played three times each. Mm, so, and, just a little less than half. Yeah, and then 16, I got played two times each. And then the rest were all ones. So, I feel like I should have gone for 25, and I would have been a, like a realistic goal. You'd have been is really that what 2019 thoughts? is? No. No, I have a different challenge for, for 2019. Ooh. But, I I did want to take this time to announce... I created a challenge on BoardGameGeek called the Triple Play Challenge. And this is, this is not a yearly challenge. It is a lifetime challenge. So this challenge is just to play every game in your collection three times each. And I went through and figured this all out. So where I currently stand. And right now I have 2.3% of my games have zero plays, 32.1% have one play, 13.1% have two plays, and 52.6% of my games have three or more plays mm, huh? so i was pretty more happy that, about that that's not bad so it'd be cool for you guys to come out and join the challenge you listeners there's there's a few people out there now the way we're tracking it is just by making like a pie chart so it's just a picture pictures of people's pie charts as they move towards playing every game three times each nice so anyway that was my 2018 resolution 2019
0: resolution. I already did mine, so let's let's hear it. All right, Tim, you're up.
2: Oh, so my 2019 resolution is to play more games with the kids. I want to get more for you. plays in with them because they they get super excited and it's it's fun and I love seeing them get excited about it and be thinking yeah. and strategizing and I want to see if I can push them along the route, get them farther away from the Candyland where they look at Candyland and go, Yeah, I don't want to do Candyland. We should get rid of that game because
1: it's Spinderella. Spinderella. That that'd be the game I would choose to replace Candyland. I, I don't want to replace Candyland. I just want that
2: thing to just go. Well, if you entirely. so the reason I, what I replace means.
1: <laughs> so the reason I say that is because it's there's moving on a path, but then there's a lot of so I think the good thing about Candyland is it teaches them the color recognition. Oh, we're way past that and moving down a path. Yeah, we're way past that. Yeah. So, Spinderella has so, the path. I don't like the path, but I it has the path. It also. Get rid of the path. <laughs> I want them to go off the path. Okay. Adventure.
2: Actually, actually. get out the machete. I Cut through the a woods. One. Make their own path.
1: Okay. Monza is actually a better one. Now that I think about it.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Dragon Castle. Dragon Castle would probably they're be interesting because it's kind of close. Gets, to it's, to it's got that. the matching. It's got uh,
2: you know the tiles which they would find fun. You know, anything. Anytime there's a tangible element they can touch, they they get more excited. That's why the Volcar is such a hit is because of the marbles and all that stuff. They, they like it. That's why um, Flick'em Up has been such a hit because the flicking is all it's all that tangible stuff. But then I want to get them into the, the strategizing a little bit, get, get a little more tactical with things. So
1: Okay. Well, this is an easy one to measure. Yes, this is a very easy one to measure. I got uh. plays for this year and we'll get plays for next year. Yeah, unless there's games on your list that you play with your kids and other people. No, it's pretty much those okay. games are strictly with the family. So, since you're talking about tracking, I wanted to, to talk about the BG Stats app real quick. BG Stats app. So it's a lot. This is like uh, it's an app to to track your plays. And I, at first, I didn't know why I would ever use this over the Board Game Geek app. But and it is a paid app, so just disclaimer: you have to pay for it, which is just bothers me that people aren't willing to pay two dollars for an app. If you think about it in the right. grand scheme of things. What's, but anyways, because we've been yeah. taught to everything should be free when it comes to app. That. that was the whole big
2: thing. Is we're gonna monetize all this. You're gonna buy an app for a couple of bucks, and that was it. And all of a sudden, someone's like, no free, 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 and now everyone's like, nah. well, what? In game, you want ninety nine cents for that app? What? <laughs> Go away.
1: It's ridiculous, though, if you think about it. Yeah. So, anyways, this app it, it syncs with Board Game Geek. So the first thing to know is that it can pull in all of your stats from from your previous years, and even if you like, even if you sync it up. And then you start logging things in in the BG stats app. And then you go to board game geek for some reason and log something and you resync It recognizes only the differences. So you can keep syncing from BG if you have to. But the other thing that I like about it is it lets you enter the players very easily. So um, I have like a list of all the people I play games with, and then you can select them for every play. So, so like you could put a play with your kids, put your kids names in, and then you can highlight who won and it gives you stats Oh. Like on like, who are the people you play with the most, and where is the location you play? What day of the week do you play on more? Who usually wins your games, etc. So there's all these like really interesting stats in there, and I've I started using this at Jan one of this year. Oh, so next year's episode, I'm gonna have all these like weird stats. Nice stats. We're gonna find out with statistics if Tim really wins more than everyone. Oh, at least uh, in the games that no, I have played not with.
2: Not him. recently, I think Ross <laughs> is taking that over. This is a track I'm, if I'm Ross the is cheating. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's version two
2: you realize too that the board game board game geek app is not actually board game geeks app yeah that's true i it because i, I have a problem with mine syncing it's not board game it's someone else's app that i don't know how they use the it. logo they just API, don't care but does board game geek have an api I
1: have to yeah it does okay. it does yeah the other cool thing about the app is it lets you put in challenges so I have my triple play challenge in there. Oh, yeah. And as you're as you're playing games, it's actually updating the challenge for you with like a progress bar. I have my magic number in there. What? It's really cool. If you're into stats, which I think a lot of gamers are, mm-hmm. it's a cool way to get some stats. All right. 2019 resolutions. Is it yeah, my turn?
2: Because I'm done with mine. Yeah, I, I did
1: mine. Okay. What was yours? To pay more attention to gaming That's mechanics. right. So we're up to Ryan. Yeah. So mine it's going to sound similar to a previous one, but it's a little different. So my, my resolution for 2019 is to not purchase any games that will increase my magic number. (laughs) Now here's, what's different about this than previous years. (laughs) So previous years, it's just been get the number to zero. That's more of like a strategic challenge, right? right? I've had to go like tactical. I had to find the, the root of the problem, which is buying games. And I have to attack that. So, the resolution is just to not buy any new games until I get the number to zero. Whoa. New so, games so, that will bring up the number. So, you
2: know, you know what he's going to do? It's going to be a new game. He's going to go play it with someone, and then he's going to go buy it.
1: Yeah. Because that that's doesn't affect fine. the
0: magical number. That's How does fine. he play it if he didn't buy it? Someone else, someone has, else has it. He just plays it. So, you can't buy a game unless
2: somebody else has it? He can't buy, he can't buy the game until he's played it with somebody else. Right. That's a problem.
1: Yeah. I know. Yeah, this, he's, mm. he's going to a conference You're here gonna and there. He's going to go in the closet. I've got five games on the list. I have to basically get them done before Gen Con. That's what it comes down to. Because I don't think I'm going to be able to not buy games at Gen Con. Yeah. So I have until August, basically, to <laughs> like do <mad>. my challenge. <laughs> That's the, it's an admirable goal, though. Not buy any games. I'll bring up the magic number.
0: That yeah, seems kind of like... Until it gets to zero. Almost impossible. What Are you allowed to... Let's say that you really want to buy a game. Are you allowed to buy the game on the same day that you play another game on your magic number to
1: bring? So it goes down to four and then back. To no, because that's basically what I've done the entire time in trying to get my number down. Okay. Yeah. I bought 35 new games last year. My number <laughs> went from set from five. No, it went from six to seven <laughs> throughout the year. <laughs> yeah. That's just what happens. Oh. So that's the, the, we'll see how much self-control I have.
2: Yeah. I don't, I don't see that one happening. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how we, I don't know interesting how we, to watch. I don't know how he can get the play so that it allows him to buy the game. So yeah, I know because you now can on you can you, you just buy a game and immediately defer it until you play it and then you can put it back in. No, that's cheating. <laughs>
1: But what I can do is convince someone else to buy a game that I want to play. So yeah. if I convince someone else to buy a game that I want to play. How are you going to do that?
2: He's going to be the very creepy guy at Gen Con. He's going to walk up and just start sitting down with some people that he wants to play that game. And just kind of like insert himself. <laughs> play the game. And go, thanks guys. I can go buy that now.
1: That's totally legit.
2: Totally legit. What happens if you hate it? I won't buy it. Probably a good thing. Because this like gets him uh, a test play to make sure that he likes the game yeah, before right. he buys it. I mean, it's it's good. It's just gonna be a little hard to, to do I, I predict in 2019 you're gonna you're gonna get rid of one game
1: <laughs> that's a good prediction
0: <laughs> i don't know what game it is but it'll be one
1: oh. Oh, Yeah, that's a good pattern that's history repeats itself so yeah going from strategy to tactics my 2019 prediction. Like all right now let's talk about games some games we played 2018 in 2018 games, 2018 games. So I wanted to start with the worst game. Oh, the worst game. The worst, worst game, game played all year. Yeah. To start negative? Yeah.
0: Why did somebody else take this one? Okay.
2: Well, <laughs> I was actually having to research this because I couldn't remember like yeah. the bad games and stuff I played. And good thing I had the board game geek app because I at least had my plays mm-hmm. I going go through. But when I was doing some researching, Charterstone and Everdell both come up as worst games on some lists. Huh. Which I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of bizarre. And it was for all different reasons, with, you know, people didn't like tableaus or this or that. So, Weird. which is funny because those were like on the opposite list for me. So, I was kind of strange what to see. What did they some like people. about
0: Charterstones? I've never played that one. I can't really remember that. Their... But you guys play that
2: every time, right? We're playing
0: that. Well, yeah, we're playing that once. And is it good? I enjoy it. But you enjoy almost every game,
1: though. Eh, not really. You know, all those social deduction and, yeah. You would like charter some way better than pandemic legacy. Well, yeah, of course. It's a it's a worker placement resource economic game where the 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 scores are always really close. Yeah, and you really have to like like have a better strategy than someone or you will not win. Okay, so so it's been
2: picking your worst game. So yeah, so that was just kind of an odd thing. But yeah, my worst game. I kind of went through my list and it just it just popped out. Uh, Forbidden Sky. Oh, it was just it was just pointless we you know we we played it at the most difficult level and we still kind of beat it and it was i don't know i I would never play that game i don't think i played that one you didn't
1: you didn't we played it at uh well you definitely want to like it it's the same designer as pandemic and it's the same game system
0: oh i remember you guys were telling the story of this game and i was like wait a minute this is pandemic yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) rocket man (laughs) how could one game be like the worst game of the year
1: and yeah. the other one. Well, it was like really, like, imagine pandemic, but extremely fiddly. Yeah. The extreme. fiddliness is what bothered me. Like, all the pieces were, you know, <laughs> they're like falling over yeah. and they make this electric circuit, but that means they have to be perfectly in place or the circuit doesn't actually function. Right. I don't know. It was, I'm, I'm of, with you. And a lot the, of hype. It was the just the art, uh, the graphic design wasn't very good. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm with you on this one. It's like it wasn't ready yet.
2: Yeah, I agree. They could have, they could have done just a couple more things. They had that like they thought, hey, I got this this final payoff if you win, and yeah. then they tried to design the game around that. And it was just kind of, like, eh, I don't know, it's kind of lame.
1: Yeah, it was a dud.
2: So is that a game you'll never play again? <laughs> I would probably never play that again. Probably. I mean, if if we like, sat down and I was waiting for you guys to finish some game, and that it's like, okay, this could take us 20 minutes. We'll do it. I'd, I'd probably play it, but I wouldn't enjoy it. Okay. So you take one for the team. Exactly. Okay. Exactly.
1: So I, I, have, I have a feeling Chris is controversial by yeah. the look on his face. So I'm going to go next. So so mine is not controversial to you guys, but probably to some of our listeners. And I already mentioned this at Con. It was the worst game I played there. And that is Cryptid. So I just do not get it. Some people have this game as their favorite game of the year. So the opposite of what you just said, Tim. Yep. I don't get it. I had zero fun playing this. I couldn't wait for it to end when I was playing. I did not enjoy a single second of the game. Does it bother you when the the court of public
0: opinion is very different from you like in other words you have to you, you almost want to know
1: why everybody likes it I do want to know I feel like I'm missing something yeah. or like I'm just dumb in some way yeah. that's what I feel like that's, that's how I feel a lot <laughs> so so I don't know what's going on with this game I'm not going to belabor the point but cryptid to me was the worst game I played all year hmm. okay so
0: my worst game of the year I, I don't think anybody's gonna agree with me on. But, you know, I went through the list. I don't know if I just got lucky, but I really didn't play a lot of games like the stories you guys had where it was just god awful. I really didn't have that happen. So maybe I was—I just happened to be playing the right games or maybe it was just lucky or what. But there's a game I played twice and I've watched other people play it and it's got a pattern that bothers me and I'm flipping the bit on it. Oh, I know what this game is. It's The Rising
2: Sun. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I don't like it. I I think that it's very important when a game is not predictable and you can win it multiple ways. And I know Ryan's made a case that you can. Uh, I can only go by what I've seen and experienced and not just in my games and other people's games. And I see this pattern where there's like a there's a happy path to victory and you need to do that or else you're not going to be competitive. And I I, I don't like it. I don't like playing that way. I don't want to have my guys have to kill themselves and I don't want to copy somebody else's strategy. That bothers me probably more than anything. I know in magic, that was a big thing. People would copy other strategies. I, I never did that. Yeah, right. But in, in board games, it's even worse because you should have at least two or three different ways to win. And I just don't see that with this game. And I, th- that's why I asked him if he would ever play Falling, uh, Forbidden, Forbidden Skies again, because I would play Rising Sun again. So Ryan had asked me, you know, you have to give this game another chance some, some point and I will be willing to do that but for me and maybe this is a reflection of 2008 wasn't that bad of a year but 2008 2018 sorry <laughs> Eight. I, I time jumped <laughs> yeah. so yeah we um not not a fan of um, rising sun and and i do have reasons for it i, I just don't I, I
1: don't know this doesn't surprise me i mean it was kind of like you sl- it was a slow conclusion yeah. but you've been kind of on the fence about it for a while so it's good you you finally made up your mind at least yeah, yeah.
2: Well, i think i think dave flipped a bit on that one too really after the last gen con play of that one yeah i think that one's are
1: there any games that dave hasn't flipped the bit on i think he's he a gaming.
0: lot of games
1: no he, he's the opposite he'll he falls in love with the game and then buys it but then right i think dave i mean and this is fine but i think he would rather have game night with his family than game night with us i think well, he enjoys gaming with his family more that's because he wants
0: to enjoy being with his family and the only way to do that is to play games with them okay he doesn't really enjoy being home <laughs> And I, I'm not saying oh, anything Jesus. out of school. If Dave were here, he would say the same thing. So the fact that he brings all these games home, I think he's trying to bond with his family, which is a good thing. is a good thing.
2: That's a pretty but, good thing. But he does enjoy game night. I don't think so. No, I don't know. I, th- I think there needs to be the right. He's enjoying the role playing more now than he's enjoying oh, yeah. the board game night. That's so uh, for home. him, that's the priority for sure.
0: Yeah, I can tell you what it is. I mean, he's like Tim and I. We like playing games we've already played because you don't have to re-learn. You know, it's we played, Um, for example, we played Dragon Castle last time. He had a blast because it was a game he knows. Right. And I think that we need to do that more. It's to your yeah. resolution of last year. Right. Somebody like Dave and me and I think Tim too, the new games just aren't as fun as playing a game that you know you're going to enjoy. And why not play it again if it's good? Yeah. But yeah. then why
1: did he leave? Well, he has to pick up his kids. Nah. Yeah. If it was Alvaron, he would be rushing back. Yeah. It's true. Oh, for thing. sure. It's so true. that's the difference. Though. But I
0: think that well, that, that's why he left. It's why he came back. Is the why? Why didn't he come back? Yeah. Why first? didn't he come back? And I think it's because he's there's no guarantee that he's going to enjoy it.
1: Yeah, because dead a Winter was in the bag. He oh. could have played that next. I, I brought know. two games that you guys both knew. Yeah. So this is the strategy. I brought four games. I brought Charterstone and Time Stories for us, and I brought Dead of Winter and Dragon Castle for you guys. Well, okay, so you're comparing it to Alvaron though.
0: It, it's 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 a reason to get up. It's a reason to go out of your way. It's like you know you're going to enjoy it with board games. If you're playing a new game, for example, it could be fun. It could be a lot of fun, but then it might not be any fun. So it's a little bit of a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. So when you have something like Alvaron, you know you know you're going to enjoy it. Versus if I if I go pick up my kids and I come back. I might enjoy the rest of the night, and I think that's that's where we lose them. Now, I stayed. You know, I I get it. You know, part of the fun too. We have a we have a good group. It's it's fun to hang out with those guys too. Yeah. And it was funny. Joel set up a game for the second half of the night. And I wish I could remember the name of it. City of Gears. City of Gears. Yeah. It took him about forty five minutes to set up the game, and, and he was Heather reading and the rules. Talking, he was reading the rules and setting up the game. Heather and I were talking about books and and all that and my book and everything, and then. By the time you know we were kind of exhausted, of the conversation. We looked at him. He was like, "Yeah, I don't want to play this game." <laughs> oh my and god! He ended up putting the whole thing away. Uh, it took forty-five minutes to oh set up. Oh my lord! And I thought it was interesting because I, there's not many people that would do that. Most people would just <laughs> gut it through. I went through all this trouble anyway, <laughs> yeah, even if I yeah. don't like this game. I went and set it up, but Joel was like, you know, fine. was it
2: just that he just didn't want to get through the rules? It, it and was try a little, to explain it, or was yeah. it just that when he was reading, he's like, it's... Yes. Sounds, stupid. I think
0: it was more of a. I think it okay. was just
2: he had played it before, but he couldn't remember. Yeah, I see. That's one of those. If you're going to do that, I think you almost need to either YouTube it and watch it beforehand, or do you need to come in knowing what you're doing? Because if you have to sit down there and read the rules and then try to translate them, you're yeah, you're, you're, you're just but gonna
0: I admire that all. because that's when we played Sherlock and we, yeah, we, we had a good time with that game. So,
1: yeah, well, that's a thing in that's our hard. group. A thing, uh, there's definitely a thing in our group where you it's against the the rules of the, the social rules of our group. To teach a game that you don't know yeah. how to teach. Yeah. You have to know how to teach and you it You need well. to
2: be able to teach it in, in about five minutes yeah. before everybody starts tuning out and looking at the ceiling or in their I phones. Just, and, I would just give Nathan like 20
0: bucks
1: to teach the game. Just, can you please just do this? <laughs> okay. Worst game of the year. Do we all go? Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's all good. Best, best game, game of the year. Best game released in 2018. So yeah, best game of the year. Oh my God. I hope this was released in 2018. Can I just go? If sure, no, go ahead.
0: Fine. To crypto? You're right. Yeah, it was. Okay.
2: Ding, 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 <laughs> ding. <laughs> I have that
0: as my best game of the year. And I think it's because I've never played this game and not had fun. I mean, honestly, if we have our group together, plus it's one of those games everybody can play. And I like when you have everybody in. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of goofing off and stuff. It's, it's, I, I think it's a very, very, very well designed game. And,
1: uh, um, you know, they,
0: they even they posted on our on our Facebook page.
1: Yeah. This game has generated more discussion in our group yeah, than yeah. any other game. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Because but the- but I, I really like it. It's elegant. The rules are elegant. It's I just love the game. I like games. So one thing I like about crypto and the same thing happened with one night werewolf when we first played it. It's like when you're reading the rules you don't get it. And you ha- you have to sit down and play it. You don't you don't get like what will be fun about the game until you've played it like three or four times and then something clicks mm-hmm. it's not the same as playing a strategy game because you kind of know what to expect in a strategy game it's like something to- like some foreign concept and you just have to sit down and do it to understand it and that that was to crypto was like that yeah where you just didn't understand what was going to be fun like they had trouble even understanding the rules the first time they read yeah. the room
0: because it was just so weird yeah but i can't think of a game that came out last year that i've enjoyed more than that i mean we've had some classic games and, you know, it's not a perfect game. There's a lot of flaws with it. But I love it. Yeah. So that's my vote.
2: Yeah, when, I, there actually was a lot of good 2018 games. I was surprised when I was going through my list, the ones we played. Uh, I picked Everdell. I've, but, you know, I've only played it twice. I've enjoyed it both times. You know, looking forward to another play. So... It is yeah, a classic we'll game. It's, it's pretty cool. It's going to be. You,
1: know, watch, watch. <laughs> you put it in the classic I know, classic. I know. It's, it's classic. a <laughs> classic. You only played it twice. <laughs>
2: we'll, we'll see. So, yeah, I don't know. It's... Uh, I mean, it's not really unique or, anything. you know, there's, there's a lot of different elements and stuff and just the way everything was playing together and building the tableau and trying to get a little engine going eh, enjoyable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a good game. So I, I'm just going to consider that.
1: I'm going to jump on the bandwagon here. Oh, whoa. whoa! Because Everdell was also the best game I played that uh, was released in 2018. Wow. There we go. So I didn't even play it with you guys. Some, uh, some, A guy, Brad, and my other game group brought it one time, and I got to play it there. Nice. And I really liked it. Yeah. I like the artwork. I like, even though the tree has almost no function. The I tree liked, has zero function. I like the it's 3D a, tree. It's a bookshelf. It's a bookshelf. But I like the combination of worker placement and tableau building. Yeah. I like. Those are two of my favorite game mechanisms, and to have them both in one game. Yeah. Yeah. But in this game, definitely passes the like quality production test. Yeah, it does. It's, it's so
2: nice. It's it's done very well. But yeah, like, yeah, the tr- the tree is of zero use. But it it makes people look. Yeah, it sure I makes think people that's look. That's the whole, pur- purpose, that's of the whole
1: purpose of it. Yeah. You know what's weird about this game is it it's this is going to sound ridiculous. So for the longest time, I thought Root was going to be my game of the year, mm-hmm. and then I played Everdell, and not only did it pass Root, but it's almost like it replaced it in my mind. Oh wow! And I think I think one of the reasons I liked Root was the theme, okay. and, and Everdell really has like a very similar theme, like the anthro an, those animals that have yeah, that can yeah. talk, whatever right, that word right. is, like that. That's like the theme of Everdell. It's a very similar, yeah, uh, yeah, thematically. And I think the theme was one of the biggest draws for me of Root. I mean, I still liked Root, but I, like it finally came up for sale. This is a game I've played. I could buy it, and I chose not to. So. Yeah, I considered Root too.
0: Yeah, because that that is a good game, and I love how innovative it is. It's, it's very different. Yeah, I, I can't say anything bad about Root. It's a good game. I, I guess I wish that people were more involved with other people. What's going on with other people? It's a little too isolated. That would be my one criticism of it. But I, I liked Root.
1: Yeah. So my first play of Root, I really liked, and then I played it again at BGGCon, and I played the one, at the Raccoon, and I really like got frustrated with just not understanding the the rules of how the raccoon worked. I kept doing things wrong and I was hmm. reading cards wrong. So it was like messing up my whole strategy because I misunderstood what the cards did. Like there's a card that gave you a benefit for doing something. And I was reading the benefit as a cost. So hmm. I thought I had to do the thing that I was supposed to get from the card. I thought I actually had to pay that. So I was holding all these cards in my hand that I thought I couldn't play. It was a mess. And hmm. I got really frustrated in that game and like, and like completely checked out. Like I couldn't even concentrate. So that kind of, Spoiled my, my root love a little bit. Yeah. have to try it again. It's a good thing you don't mess up playing more games. You wouldn't like anything. I know. Like That's a really good game, except I <laughs> I thought red was blue and I thought orange <laughs> was yellow and just couldn't play anything I had. Uh, all right. Best new-to-me game of the year. So this is a game that doesn't have to have been released in 2018, but it's the first time you played it. What do you guys got? I've got Mage Knight. It's wow. the first time I ever played it. We played at SauceCon.
0: And I was mentally drained by the end of it. The game I felt was a lot of fun. And I think a lot of Mage Night has to do with the group that you're in. And it was just it was a fun group we had and uh those guys had played a lot and so they were kind of teaching and I could have picked a lot of games for this category because there were a lot of games new to me, but I just that stuck out to me. I really liked that game. You think you'll play it again at Sascon three? I don't know. Only because of how draining it was. But I could I could easily be talked into it. I mean, it's fun game. It's one of those things. It's a commitment. You have to like carve out some time and.
2: Well, yeah, it's a. Saucecon is mm. the perfect time for that. It yeah, is, and then you, you, could, got- you
0: have to make sure afterward you're going to do something light, <laughs> like, <laughs> like to like go to,
2: like go to dinner, yeah.
0: or go to dinner. Yeah, yeah. So you time get like
2: total time off.
1: So yeah. mine is my. So honestly, mine is actually Everdell. Of all the oh. of all the new games I played, uh, That's hilarious because that's what mine is too. Because I couldn't, <laughs> you, you can't do that. No, I t- so I have a, I have a second I, one because it's boring. I think. Yeah, I know That's was the my, same game. That was my problem. <laughs> it's just kind of. Like, uh, so we both really liked Everdell. Yeah, yeah. It's wow. not for sale right now either. So I would definitely buy that one. Oh. So, so my my second choice is Flip Ships. Remember Flip Ships? <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I, so I was going through all the <laughs> games, and I'm like, which game have I had the most? Did I have the most fun playing? And I had so much fun playing flip ships. Now, the, the night we played wasn't, we didn't have as much fun as the, the time I played it in my other group. We had like, like high five, like yelling moments when well, we Ross
2: did it. It. Ross took single family, yeah. took down the mothership. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, was, it was, was, oh, that, was pretty, that was game. pretty yeah, epic.
1: The we were flipping the things into the ship. Flip ships. That's your favorite new to you game. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was. Besides Everdell, I think that was my favorite. Yeah,
2: I, I, I did the same thing because I was like, ah. But yeah, if I had to pick one, it'd probably have to be Stockpile.
0: Oh, good choice.
2: Yeah, so that was new to me, and I really enjoyed it the first time. We only played it the one time. I'm actually considering buying of those, it. That was one of those single plays, but that was the only other one that like stuck out to me that was like, it wasn't in 2018, and it was new to me. That
0: is that is one of the most underrated games. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, a funny I, game. I'm considering buying it because there's a lot of times I wish it was there, but I don't know who owns it. <laughs> I do. Yeah. So I would Joel too remember. does doesn't. I think Joel, no, owns Joel it. does oh, not own it. Joel does and that's not. what I thought. I think he brought
1: it that one time. Oh, he maybe borrowed he borrowed it. it. Oh. Yeah. see, this is a game that would go in the, the Tim library that we need to build. Yeah, that's a good choice. Okay. Moving on to our last category, our last topic of discussion, which is most anticipated game for twenty nineteen. I've got nothing. I have a cheat for you. I thought of. I forgot to say this earlier. Oh. It's uh, so there is a new Keyforge base set being released <laughs> in 2019. So you could use that okay, as a cheat.
0: Sure. All right. So go Keyforge, the new base set. Uh, yeah, yeah. In uh. 2019,
1: <laughs> <laughs> just heard about it.
0: Hot off the presses. So what is it about Keyforge that interests you? I like that Richard Garfield made it. I, I'm still a little unsure if it's a winning design, but I trust the dude. And I'm, I want to give it a chance and see see what we'll see what's doing. Yeah, I just don't know. Jury's out.
1: So he did make the ham sandwich of board games.
2: He did, but it's he a very did, successful one. He yeah. also
0: didn't he also make uh, Robo Rally. Yes. yes. Yeah.
2: So he also did King of New York, which wasn't. Yeah,
0: but I don't blame him did. for that because yeah. you're, she's trying to make a sequel. Yeah. He's trying to build on you know, it's the Peter's principle. You keep elevating until you fail.
2: Yeah, I, I kind of have the same problem. Chris does It's just. Uh, I don't really anticipate anything. I like playing the things we have, and when something shows up, I evaluate it. So I don't really, like, go, oh, my God, I can't wait till August till this thing comes out. <laughs> but I did a little Googling, a little looking around, and I saw that the they're doing, uh, Fantasy Flight is putting out some Lord of the Rings uh, journeys in Middle Earth game. Oh, yeah. So I was kind of like, oh, I read a little bit about that. I'm like, yeah, that looks kind of interesting. I can't say that I'm, like, anticipating it. Yeah. But, you know, when it comes out, whenever it comes out, I'd probably take a second look at it. So I think this game uses an app. Yes, it does. That's uh. what they were saying. It uses an app. Uh, hmm. You get to be one of the main characters, and it's some kind of hex-building modular board.
0: Press
2: and then the app kind of controls the scenarios and enemies. So it's actually co-op. So it's full co-op, and the app's like the bad guys. Uh. So I'm like, eh, it sounds kind of cool, but I, you know, even with that, I'm not like anticipating it. <laughs> if, if it shows up and someone's like, hey, this is really cool, I might check it out. But you know, you're gonna run out.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna go play everything that I currently have before. So, this sounds to me like... So, they have a game called *Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition, which is... Um, it's a Cthulhu-themed game where you're going around this mansion. It's kind of a similar theme to Betrayal House on the Hill, but it's Cthulhu. Okay. But it's all driven by an app. Just It sounds exactly like that. So, I'm wondering if they took that system and just built it into mm. with like a new theme, like the Lord of the Rings theme, which nope. would be cool. Yeah, The only a-
2: thing that worries me is it's Fantasy Flight and it's an app and... <laughs> Their Mansion of Magisap was really good. Okay, well it's good. Yeah. They they must have gotten a different development team for that yeah. one then, Cause <laughs> whoever did their other stuff, oh my lord. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So let me see if I can change your minds about to something? Games. Okay,
2: because right now I'm just kinda like, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm looking forward to playing uh, De Crypto or Charter I mean, you Stone know, It's funny, or I'm Tim and I are the same. I'm looking
0: forward to, for example, SauceCon. Yeah. Where we're gonna go. I have no idea what we're gonna play, but I know it'll be fun. Yeah. Right. So it's not really a specific, yeah. You
1: know. So this is kind of a funny title, but my most anticipated game for 2019 is Kalis 2018. So, so <laughs> okay. So the 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 guy William Attica who yeah. who uh, is it Attica or Adia? Anyways, the designer of Kalis has a new version of Kalis that he was showing off at like the Gathering of Friends, which is this industry event. But he's the name for it was Kalis twenty eighteen. That was what he told you. Can you go to that gathering if you're not friends with them? No, you have to be invited. You actually have to be invited. What if you're invited,
0: but you're not friends with them.
1: You have to be friends with someone. What if you're not? And you'll get invited. <laughs> How'd you get invited by? We should do it. We should make a con called a gathering Chris Holt's Gathering of Enemies. <laughs> and it'll just be gathering all our, of enemies. It'll be all of our listeners. But no, there's it's supposed to like streamline Kalis. I don't know. I'm curious about it because Kalis is uh, uh, been I'm a little worried they would ruin it. Yeah, I don't know. But it's to be determined. Hmm. It's a good game. Okay, is a really good game. Yeah, it is. So the, the one thing that I remember that I heard about it is you're no longer paying a coin with a, yeah. with a worker, that the workers are currency.
2: Yeah.
1: So the things you're doing are just getting your workers, and then you can use them on the next turn. Okay. So instead of getting money, I don't even know if there's money in the game or it might be used for something else. Hmm. Hmm. So that's actually, if you think about it, a more streamlined way to do that. Yeah, yeah. It takes one of the we'll things out. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I'm, I'm more. I don't.
0: I don't think you should ever try to obsolete your own game.
1: If you can make it better, I, th- I think
0: you should just make a new game, like something completely different and the next big thing.
1: True, you, know, you
0: could. It's Kalos is still relevant, it's still playable.
1: Yeah, but it's uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very popular anymore. That's so the thing. What? Yeah. Who cares. That, that means it's that not important? relevant.
0: That means it's not as relevant. Well, I mean, if we have fun playing it. Is, well, right. We I mean, I still it? like
1: it. Yeah, I still like it quite a bit, actually. Well, hold
0: on. We can't play because other people aren't playing it.
1: No, I'm saying it's it's relevant to us. I don't know if it's relevant in the game overall. What did you call it earlier? The, the school court of, of public thought. opinion. Yeah, the court of yeah. public opinion. Why? Why wouldn't it be? Because people are they've moved on to new games, and so this it refreshes the game. It streamlines it with more modern mechanisms. Okay. Because this game is ten years old now. Okay. So assuming he can actually modernize it, then it could potentially be better. But we'll see. Now, the question is, is that a magic number game if I buy it? What's a new game?
0: Yeah, I don't know. New it's like a, new re, it's just a reskin it's, of an old game. I don't think it's a reskin. That's what you just said.
1: Well, he's trying
2: to obsolete uh, the old game. I don't know. <laughs> now, this one those gray area. You're dancing on the line there, I think.
1: So, anyways, Kalos 2018, most mm. anticipated game of 2019. Oh, that makes no this sense. could be the worst name ever of a game. Yeah, well, they're probably going to rename it. This is just the code name. Yeah. Any other thoughts or should we wrap it up? I think that's a wrap. That's a wrap. wrap. 2018, the year of mediocrity.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like that title. (laughs) It is the year of mediocrity.
1: (laughs) Moving on. All right. So if you want to find us, come to our website. It's outofgamepodcast.com. You can also talk to us at BGG Guild 1990, which I would say is the best way still to talk to us. That or Facebook. Speaking of Facebook, you can find us there at OOG Podcast. Uh, join our Facebook group. You send us an email at outagamepodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail at 40OOG80. OOG and I'm just going to call... Still there. I'm going to call out the profit right now. If you don't leave us a voicemail soon, we're going to stop calling it the profit line. Gauntlet laid. <laughs> wow. For great games at amazing prices, shop at cool I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> And for more great podcasts on the Dice Tower Network, go to DiceTowernetwork.com. Good night. Good night. Come out. Come out. Come out.
2: Come out. come out. it out. the rolling.
1: It's just a picture pictures of people's pie charts as they move towards playing every game three times each nice what, what happens if you play a game four times just that's in the three plus category, <laughs> category. three plus yeah three plus category okay
2: i need a pause uh, pause for pause i want to start with the oh, <coughs> okay Whoa. i'm good i'm good <laughs> uh, dirt
0: That's <laughs> you know, it's kind of like the owner of the patriots you know, What? The, what what's the story? robert Kraft. Who i was don't. caught going to one of those uh sketchy massage par- parlor you didn't see that that <laughs> no. was on the news recently no. oh my god did you miss that that was a big news thing i
1: don't watch the news
0: they have him on tape on video can, can we let no. <laughs> you know, no? this <laughs> is all no this it. is
1: going on the b-sides folder
0: <laughs> and the cops watching that they, they must be showing this oh like at their christmas party they're going to show this video <laughs> over and over <laughs> Wait, is he getting in trouble for this? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a misdemeanor.
1: Are they calling it Inflategate? Oh, inflate Jesus. F***ing cool, it is nice
0: and cool. it's juicy,
1: sweet.
0: Our only was
2: to catch a fish so juicy, sweet.